0: Episode number 233 of the Real Life Runners Podcast. The new year is almost upon us. 2022 is knocking at the door. It's time for some new goals, some new resolutions to kind of take a stock on how 2021 went and move forward into 2022 with some goals. So let's do all of that today.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running.
0: So I cannot believe that 2021 is already over and 2022 is just like knocking on the door here. This is nuts.
1: Yeah, no, it's coming right in. It's somehow time is not working correctly over these last couple of years.
0: Yeah, no, it's still 2020, isn't it?
1: And I'm pretty sure I'm still in my (laughs) thirties.
0: That too. Yeah, there we go. So today we want to talk about goal setting and we want to talk about the ever popular New Year's resolutions. So I am the kind of person that always kind of said, why wait till New Year's? You know, that I don't really do New Year's resolutions because why should I wait till some arbitrary date on the calendar to start to change my life if I want to make a
1: change? And there's
0: a lot of people out there that agree with me.
1: Yeah, and then there's a lot of people that really take New Year, that somehow December 31st is a substantial date and they're like, yes, this is the date I'm going to make a New Year's resolution. I'm going to change my life because it's December 31st.
0: Right, so there was a study a few years back that suggested that 80% of of New Year's resolutions do not stick, which sounds like a terrible statistic, right? You're like, well, 80% of people that make New Year's resolutions don't actually stick to them. But if we actually flip it and look at it the other way, 20% do, right? One in five people were able to stick to their New Year's resolutions and make a change in your life. So if we look at it that way, that's pretty darn good.
1: Yeah. One out of every five people were able to completely overhaul their life simply because they decided on December 31st that they were going to make a big change in their life. Exactly. That one's going back like a decade. It's kind of an older study, but it's still kind of a cool one to look at. Mm
0: -hmm. So how do you make your resolutions stick? If you're the person that likes to make resolutions, great. And if you're the person that doesn't like to make resolutions, resolutions, maybe this episode might have you reevaluate that because we want to help you make 2022 your best year yet. That's what we always hope to do. I mean, this is what I say every single year of my life. I want to make this my best year yet. And I plan on continuing to say that every single New Year's because although there's a lot of amazing things that have already happened in my life and some amazing years behind me, I want to continue to grow and evolve and continue to make the next year the best year ever.
1: Yeah, so you've got this sort of combination. Like, you don't really look at New Year's as the time to make resolutions. Yeah. Like, sure, like other people making resolutions, we're having a whole episode about resolutions. But you don't wait for December 31st or your birthday to, to come up with like, oh, this is the time to change it. And yet, you still love that phrase. This is going to be the best year. You say that on your birthday. Mm. You say that at the New Year. And there's a reason yeah. that people actually connect. Oh, this is going to be the best year, and they link it to a birthday or they link it to the New. year because that's honestly it's how your brain works it it likes these dates
0: yeah and this is a, a cool new study that we found that suggested that there is a reason and there actually is scientific evidence that show that it is easier for you to make a change especially a bigger change on certain dates like new year's or like your birthday or like you know monday versus thursday like so let's talk about that
1: all right. So the the concept of the study says that your brain doesn't see time as this continuous river. It actually breaks time into individual chunks, like mm-hmm. chapters in a book. Yeah. And so if you're reading a book along and you get to the end of the chapter, you know that you can take a break. Having small kids, we know, okay, if we can just make it to the end of the chapter, now it's bedtime because there's going to be a break in the story. Your brain does this with time in real life it breaks into chapters and so when it starts a new chapter it's totally okay well it's not totally okay but it's more accepting of a change in the storyline because something new happened in in your brain's vision of time
0: yeah I mean if you ever read a you know if you're into reading this is you totally know this is true I know it's for me it's very difficult to stop and I've taught myself how to do it especially in those books with like really long chapters but it's Hard to stop in the middle of a chapter, right? Because you're in the middle of uh, a story or you're in, in the middle of you know, learning a certain point. It's much easier to put a book down when you are at that chapter mark. That's why there was one book that I read recently about a month ago that the, each chapter was literally one to three pages long. I think that the longest chapter in the book was five pages. And I loved that book because if I had a couple of minutes, I could pick it up and I could read an entire chapter or even a couple of chapters and feel really good about being able to just read it for a couple of minutes and then put it down. But if I have a book that has really long chapters, it's difficult. Like I would have to have, you know, sit down for a chunk of time to know that I could at least read one full chapter because it's tough to stop in the middle.
1: Right. So it turns out that your brain works the same way. Your brain finds it easier to start a new task at some timeline that our brain perceives as a brand new beginning. And you can convince your brain that whatever is a new beginning, but if your brain already thinks that that particular day, that particular time is a new beginning, then it's easier. You don't have to try and trick your brain into doing things. And kind of working with your brain usually makes habits stick better.
0: Right. Because anytime you try to make any sort of change, your brain doesn't want to change. Okay. You have to understand that your brain. The way that our brains are wired is against change. We like to just do what we always do. We like to do things that we know. We like that comfort, even if what we know is uncomfortable, even if what we are currently doing, we know we should be doing better or we want to be doing better. Our brain's like, yeah, I don't know what that's like, right? Say you want to start a running routine. Maybe you found this podcast, Welcome, if you, you know, this is the first episode that you're listening to, and you decided, I want to start a running habit, you know, in the new year. How am I going to go about doing that? Your brain doesn't want to start running because running is uncomfortable and running is something that is unknown. Your body is like, yeah, there's a potential I could die there. Like there just is that potential. That's what your brain wants to tell you. And so that's why starting anything new, there is definitely mental you know, things in your way, mental hurdles in your way. There are definitely those, those things that you have to overcome just to start something new, right? And so when you actually start working with your brain and have a little bit less pushback, like starting on New Year's or starting on a Monday or starting a new month or whatever it might be, your brain is already primed to want to maybe... Do something a little bit different on that day or, or be a little bit less resistant to push back on those days.
1: Right. That's that's the biggest key here is that it's less resistant to trying to create a change because it's like, all right, I mean, I guess this is a new thing, so we might as well try something new. I'll give it a shot. I won't push back quite as much. And New Year's, it's the complete flip over of a calendar. Like you had new, get a new calendar, that's how big of a change it is. So your brain's able to kind of sign on and be like, all right. I guess we can make this thing work. This year, you actually get all sorts of, of new chances to start because you've got, like, the new year, like, actually January 1st. That's a whole brand-new calendar year. But then the next day, you could say, okay, well, what about January 2nd because that's the first day of the week on the calendar because that's your first Sunday. So a lot of people, if they use a calendar all the time, like a, a, a wall calendar – they're very good at starting new habits on a sunday because it looks like the first day of the week like oh i've i finished these 7 days now i can start something new because it's the first day of the week other people's your your brain is naturally programmed to think that monday is the first day of the week like you work monday through friday so monday is the start of the thing start on january 3rd that's the first day of the week you know if it depends on how you you are generally programmed to use a calendar but It gives you all of these opportunities where your brain can say, oh, that's the first. That's my first. That's my new thing. That's a turning of a page. I can try this new habit. Let's give it a shot.
0: Yeah, exactly. So knowing that, knowing the way that your brain is wired, you can use that to your advantage. Because like I was just saying, there is always going to be pushback. There's always going to be resistance that comes up. Because anytime that we make a new resolution or a new goal, it requires us to evolve into the next version of ourselves. Because whenever we make a goal or a resolution that is something that we're not currently doing, then we need to become the person that does that thing right so we actually have to evolve into a new identity which requires us to leave our older identity behind us and the brain is always going to resist that because again it is unknown right so what we can do is when we understand this when we understand okay making any sort of change like this especially if it's a bigger change there is going to be resistance that comes up plan for it understand why it's there and then decide to move ahead anyway right so that in those moments when the resistance does come up you can be like oh yeah this was supposed to happen like Angie and Kevin told me this was gonna happen like I'm just gonna do it anyway because you're the one that's in charge and so many times I think that we think that our brain is in charge when in fact Your brain is not in charge of you. Like I know that sounds like a really weird statement to say, but there's essentially two parts of your brain. There's like your lower, less evolved part of your brain, the primal brain that is really wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's it. That's really what that part of the brain is there for. It's there for our survival. And then there's the higher functioning part of our brain or our prefrontal cortex that is able to make Higher level decisions—that's the part of the brain that can help us to delay gratification when we know that it's going to be something good for us, right? The lower part of our brain wants to just eat all the sugar and lay on the couch and not do anything because it doesn't want it doesn't want discomfort. It just wants to continue to have pleasure, right? And sugar, you know, or alcohol or whatever those things are, um, can give you that hit of pleasure. But the higher functioning part of our brain knows like we shouldn't probably sit on the couch and eat sugar and drink all day long right like there is more to life than that and so you say no to those things in order to do something that is not going to feel good in the short term but is going to have long-term rewards
1: Right, it's the long-term rewards. It's the, I, I will eventually become a better version of myself, but I have to leave this current one behind. Anytime you talk about delayed gratification, it just always makes me think of the video of the little kids with the marshmallow sitting in front mm-hmm. of them, that they have to not eat the marshmallow. Oh,
0: that's a great video. It's the
1: funniest thing to watch these kids, They're like, torturing themselves because the... The person running the experiment said, if you can keep this marshmallow sitting in front of you and don't eat it until I come back in the room, then I'll give you two marshmallows when I come back. And they make the kids sit in a room by themselves with a the marshmallow for like five minutes. Yeah. It's just, it's so funny to watch them. Just the inner turmoil mm-hmm. of not eating the marshmallow in front of them. And then you got the other kid that's just like, mm. I'm just gonna go ahead and eat the marshmallow. Yeah,
0: like because there's two. <laughs> there was two kids in the video. Of course there are. It's the cutest, and the one, the look that the one gives the other one, like, yeah, we're gonna do this, right?
1: Like, we're just gonna eat this marshmallow,
0: right? Um, but like that's the thing that we have to understand, right? Is when we prepare for that resistance, know that it's totally normal that. When that resistance comes up, when you don't feel like doing the thing that you've resolved to do, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It means that your brain is functioning properly, but you've already made the decision to change. You've made the decision in this resolution that you want to start doing things differently. And then once, if to take it one step further... When you understand why you created that resolution in the first place, when those obstacles and that resistance do come up, you can remind yourself, no, 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 this is why I'm doing this, which will then make it easier for you to do it slightly. You're still going to have to push through sometimes, but like, you know, that's what we like to call willpower. And, you know, sometimes willpower is important. It's not what you should be using Every single step of the way, again, you have to check back in with yourself and understand. Okay, this is why I'm doing this, and when you remind yourself of that, it does make it easier for you to stick to it.
1: Yeah, if you're relying on willpower for 365 days out of the year, Lord have mercy, it's just going to be exhausting. We're talking about, you know, the the classic experiment of can you delay the gratification? Did the kid have the willpower knowing that the experimenter told him you get two marshmallows if you wait for five minutes? Well, that's easy to sit there and just, you can even look at the marshmallow sitting there and say, if I just wait five minutes, if I just wait five minutes, because you need willpower for five minutes. Uh, if the you know, person running the experiment said, just hang out here with the marshmallow, don't eat the marshmallow, and then come back, I'll give you something when I get back, but they didn't give them a timeline, they didn't tell them what the reward was, now it gets a little bit more vague. Yeah. Now willpower is gonna fall apart really quickly because you're not sure how long you have to hold out, and you're not sure if, if the prize is actually worthwhile. So knowing why you've resolved for whatever it is that you're making your New Year's resolution, like why is that an important thing? That's something that you can cling to when the resistance comes up and you're like, ooh, do I actually want to do this thing? you can say, yes, this is why, this is what I'm getting back in the long term, this is what I'm going to get out of it. It gives you something solid that you can focus on.
0: Yeah, but I think what you just also brought up is important too, is like having that deadline, right? And this is why we like goals versus resolutions, right? Because When you have to just do this thing for an undetermined amount of time, again, that is harder for your brain to kind of like wrap your head around it, right? To like get on board with that because you're not sure how long this discomfort is going to last. If you can give yourself a deadline or a fixed amount of time, your brain's like, okay, I can do that for 30 days. I can do that for 90 days, right? And this is why we really suggest working in chunks. And this is the the concept that we teach our clients inside the Real Life Runners Training Academy is to work in 90-day chunks. When you set a goal and you're like, okay, this is my goal for the next 90 days, you can have... A bigger goal for the year we teach like multiple levels of goal setting and the the ways that you can actually set goals that you will achieve but you can have a bigger bigger goal and then what you do is you break that goal down into smaller chunks that are more digestible, that are shorter term so that your brain can easily be like, oh, okay, well, I can do that for 30 days. I can do this for a week, right? When you break it down into smaller goals, that is going to give you a greater chance of success. So instead of choosing like this random New Year's resolution of like, I'm going to get healthy this year, right? How do you measure that? How do you actually quantify that? Because healthy is kind of ambiguous. The word healthy means something different to different people, right? So what does it mean to you? If you want to improve your health, if you want to become a better runner, what does that look like, right? Becoming a better runner means something different for every single runner out there. Do you want to get faster? Do you want to get faster in a certain distance? Do you want to be able to run longer? Do you want to be able to run without needing walking breaks? Like what does that actually look like? And then decide what you would need to do in order to achieve that goal okay so number one make sure that goal is clear make sure that you know exactly what that goal looks like so that you can know if you actually achieve it or not, right? If you have an ambiguous goal, you don't know if you're actually there or not, right? Because when, where you are right now is hopefully not where you're going to be a year from now. But when you're at that place a year from now, it's hard to remember exactly where you are right now because your life looks so different. So when you make it very concrete and clear of like, this is the goal and this is exactly how I will look and how I will feel and how, you know I will. B when I am in that place, then you will know whether or not you achieve that when you get there.
1: Well, having all of those kind of details to it, like really the nitty gritty of this is exactly what my goal is. And these are some of the steps that I'm going to have to take along the way. Like, are any of those steps enjoyable to you? Because if everything along the way towards this like magic goal you have in your head sounds painful, sounds like that's going to take an extensive amount of willpower, but I can hold out for 30 days if I can just get to that goal is that really a goal worth chasing? Like, is that something that you would like to achieve if it takes uncomfortableness every single day to get that? Mm -hmm. Like, is that something that you would then like to actually reach? Because in theory, like the goal is someplace that you'd like to to be and then go from that place of I've achieved this goal and use that as a springboard to the next goal. Mm -hmm. If you work for 30 days doing things that you don't like to get to a place that you think is gonna be better and then use that to try and go to a next place are the steps to the next place going to be even more uncomfortable? Like this does not seem like a good path. Like that might not be the path that you actually want to go towards. Yeah. Like you just kind of feel uncomfortable the entire time.
0: Well, and I think that what you just said too is important to point out, which is, is that place better? And the answer is no. Like there is not better than here. What we, a lot of times we think that once we achieve this thing, that our life will be better or we will be better or we'll be a better version of ourselves. And like sometimes I still catch myself saying those things. And I, again, I'm trying to rewire my brain with this because it's not a better version of yourself. It's just the next version of yourself because you are right now 100% worthy. You are 100% wonderful and strong and amazing right now as you are. There are just different ways that you can start to express that, I like to think. And so when you evolve into a stronger runner, when you evolve into a faster runner or someone that's able to run longer distances, that does not make you better than where you are right now. And because I think that this is a very damaging thought that a lot of us have. And this is, you know, something that my coaches have helped me to rewire within my own brain is, you know, I always thought that it would be better, right? Like if I do this thing, if I achieve this goal, if I, um, you know, become this better version of myself, my life will be better. And in reality, that's just not true. When you get to that place, there are just different problems. Like your problems don't just go away. They just change into new ones, right? Like life is always 50-50. Running is always 50-50. And so when you get there, like someone says, like I've seen people post before about like, is it, does it ever get easier or will it ever stop hurting? And it's like, not if you're doing it right. You know, (laughs) like it, it, you will be faster, you know, like the, the pain won't come on as soon as it does now. Right. Like maybe now it's a struggle for you to run, uh, say a 10 minute mile. Right. And then when, as you get faster, the struggle—it's just going to be t- hard for you to run a nine-minute mile. A ten-minute mile is going to feel easier, right? That where you currently are is going to feel easier, but there's going to be new levels, right? Because you're going to want to keep growing. When do you ever get to the place where you're like, "Yeah, I think I'm good here," you know? Like as runners, that's not where most of us get to. But when you understand you know, that it's not better there, like you can start being happy with where you are right now and still wanting to grow in the process. That's when the magic starts to happen.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's excellent points uh, that you made there. All right, so I want to kind of bring this back to uh, the topic we're on here of making a goal over a a. Vague... Are you
0: saying that I got off topic?
1: I think both of us kind of drove that one down several <laughs> different tangent <laughs> pathways.
0: No, I never do that.
1: Neither of us there's enjoy no, the tangents.
0: tangents. Isn't that what podcasts are about, though?
1: I really think they are. Yeah, they like should... we
0: have like a general outline, but then you go off on tangents uh, because it's important.
1: Especially if my outline is a little thin. Um, <laughs> right, so the point here is making a goal over a resolution. Yeah, something that you came up with at like 11.30 on New Year's Eve is not necessarily going to be the most life-changing thing. Don't get me wrong, there's a shot of it, but in all likelihood, it's going to be vague and unclear how you're getting to it.
0: Also depending on your state of mind at 11.30 on New Year's Eve.
1: Mine's going to be tired, I feel like. yeah. Um, But picking a very concrete, measurable goal is a good starting point. And then from that, figure out, okay, now what are the steps that I'm going to need to accomplish in order to get that goal? Or you can flip it and go even bigger and say, all right, if I had already achieved that goal, what would be the actions that I'm taking? Like once I'm sitting there as the person that has achieved that goal, what are the things that I do in my life? And now make those specific actions your resolution. I resolve to do these actions more.
0: Right. So these are what we like to call behavior-based goals. When you understand what actions you need to take in order to achieve the goal when you make the resolutions the actions instead of the actual outcome itself then you know exactly what you need to do but like kevin said taking it one level further and up on that is deciding who you want to be in this process who do you need to become in order to achieve this goal right like say you want to be able to run your first half marathon right the half marathon version of yourself, the person that's already done that, how does that person live their life? How does that person sleep? How does that person eat? How does that person think about their training? How does that person, um, you know, show up to their running workouts, their strength workouts? What does that person do that has already successfully completed that thing? That is like the highest level. And it's hard to get there. You know, I think that sometimes like this requires practice. And so this, these strategies that we're talking to you guys about are all strategies that we teach our clients and then we actually help coach them through taking all of these steps, right? Because it sounds great in theory, but like how do you actually do that? That's the the, the tough part, right? That's what we need to practice every single day because you can't just like decide, okay, this is the person I'm going to be and these are the actions I'm going to ca- take and then voila, it all comes Together. Like that's why 80% of resolutions fail, right? Because you don't take, not you, but like people don't take the steps that they need, they don't actually commit to it commit to themselves and then when things get hard they're like yeah forget that you know like so you need to understand that resistance is going to come up obstacles are going to come up challenges are going to come up that is part of the process of growth and evolution you cannot grow you cannot evolve without struggle like that's one of the reasons i love um the story of the butterfly right like the butterfly in the cocoon there's a story of like a little boy that you know was watching the the butterfly try to get out of the cocoon and it if you try to help the butterfly if you actually like cut the cocoon they actually won't be able to fly because it is in the process of emerging from the cocoon that they actually strengthen their wings and get the gain the ability to fly if you just let them like you know help them out of it then they don't ever build that strength and they end up dying
1: yeah then they still kind of look like a caterpillar yeah. because you have to squeeze all the like essentially the the I don't know, for lack of a better term, the juice out of the fluid, like, all of the fluid out of their, their body portion out into the wings. Otherwise, they just get these horrible shriveled wings and their, their body portion still looks more like a caterpillar.
0: Well, it's, it's too big and fat so that they can't actually fly because then, it's like little, little wings and big body.
1: But then they're like a bumblebee and those shouldn't fly at all. But no one's ever told them that. But that's a whole different topic of if people don't tell you that you can't achieve your dreams, then you can actually achieve whatever you want to. I think that's a a different podcast topic. The
0: bumblebee analogy is a different, different topic here.
1: All right, so one of the other things that I want to make sure that we hit here is making sure that your New Year's resolution, you realize that this is a year-long process. So if there's a hiccup on like January 5th, that does not mean that you have failed at your New Year's resolution. If you're trying to make a substantial change in your life, this is not going to be a perfectly smooth process. We've talked repeatedly about all of the resistance that your brain is going to throw at it. So somewhere fairly early on, you're going to have a day that does not Go smoothly. And that doesn't mean that you're done. That doesn't mean that you failed. That's where the 80% of people, they're like, oh, well, this day got too hard and I screwed up, so I guess I'm done. The 20%, it's not that they never had those days, it's that they realized that those days were not the end of their resolution.
0: And that those days are part of the process, right? Like, if you have ever belonged to a gym, around January you know like I saw a post up the other day in like some running group that said I can't wait for the third week of January when all the people that you know make their resolutions finally fade away and I can have my treadmill back and it's like wait but why are we rooting for people to fail here right like they want
1: my treadmill back (laughs) yeah
0: but like I mean let's be real right like because we all have seen this right the first couple of weeks of, of January the gym is full people are out on the roads like things are Going and then it kind of starts to fade off. But, you know, Kevin said w- when January 5th comes around and, you know, you don't feel like doing it, understand that it's a year long process. What about when March 5th comes around? What about April 5th or May 5th, right? Like, again, that's only still the first half of the year. People think that just because they miss a couple of days, then the whole year is shot or that resolution is shot. It doesn't have to be. Like we started to say at the beginning of this podcast, Use the start of any, like any new start as a day for you to get back on it, right? Whether that's a Sunday, a Monday, the first day of the month, your birthday, like whatever random date you want to pick. Maybe it's, maybe it is a Thursday, right? Maybe it's some random date and you're just like, yep, this is the day I'm going to do it. Pick a date and start again. Like if you fall off, start again. There's nothing saying that you can't start again. And there's nothing saying that you failed just because you didn't do it every single day, you know, since January 1st. There's no such thing as failure unless you just stop and quit. It's just a lesson that you need to learn along the way. It's just an obstacle that maybe got in your way a little bit longer than you wanted it to. Maybe you just didn't have the strength or the tools or the techniques to overcome that obstacle when it was presented to you. But maybe a couple of weeks later, you developed those techniques, you developed those tools, or you just decided that you weren't going to let that thing stop you and you were going to figure it out, right? You don't have to let these little things that pop up along the way completely derail you, especially when you think of this as a year-long process.
1: Yeah, it's the hiccups, the challenges, the struggles, the missteps along the way that actually make you stronger, that actually help you develop the tools. If everything was a perfect, smooth ride, you don't need to develop any extra tools along the way. You just kind of cruise to whatever your goal was. But if that happens, in all likelihood, that goal wasn't that big. Like that goal didn't actually stretch you all that much if it was a completely smooth path to get there. It's a concept that I've come up with recently, come across recently. Mm -hmm. If the goal is big enough, it should probably not just be smooth sailing in order to achieve that goal. On the first try. Right. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be missteps. There's going to be things that in the moment feel like failure they're not but in the moment they feel like tragic failure and that you're never going to be able to achieve that goal but it simply means that you're not achieving that goal on that particular day that the, the timeline was simply off and you're still in the process of achieving the goal mm-hmm. you're still growing you're still getting strong enough to reach that point that you've you've put out there of this is what I'm going to accomplish
0: yeah you just got the timeline wrong right like this is one of the beautiful things that again one of my coaches has helped me understand is like sometimes we get the timeline wrong when we set goals for ourselves like and that's not to say that you shouldn't have a timeline either because some people will take it there like Well, if I have the potential of getting the timeline wrong, then I probably shouldn't even have a timeline. No, you need a timeline. You need a timeline. Right? Your brain needs a container for you to achieve. Big things, all right? But sometimes we're wrong about those things. Sometimes we get to that time, the end of that timeline, and we don't have the outcome that we are looking for. And that's okay. We are allowed to be wrong. We don't have to be perfect. We have to just keep taking steps forward. So when you resolve for daily progress, weekly progress, monthly progress, then by the end of the year, your life will look different than it did today. Period end of story okay another um, example that I really love is learning how to walk like if you think of all of the things that you've been able to accomplish through failure because of failure the list is monumental right like think about all the things that you currently can do that you at one time were not able to do like walking right when you were a child when you were a baby and you were first learning how to walk you would like try to kind of balance yourself you know those of you that have children or grandchildren you you probably have seen this a little bit more recently versus obviously when we were kids ourselves but you watch it and it's the cutest thing right they they pull themselves up you know they first that's like stage one they pull themselves up on the furniture and then they kind of let go and they try to balance and then they fall on their butt you know and then they do that over and over again and then maybe they try to take a step and then they fall and they take two steps and then they fall but every single time that they fall they get back up again and they try again and it is in the process of getting back up every single time that you fall that you actually gain the strength to be able to walk. Getting back up and forcing yourself to strengthen those muscles, pushing yourself up off the floor, pulling up on the furniture, gaining the coordination to put one foot in front of the other, it is the process of failing that actually builds the strength for you to succeed.
1: So the strength that you gain in the uh, the perceived failures is actually what actually helps you get to the goals in the first place. I
0: like that. The perceived failures. The
1: perceived failures. Because yeah. that's what they all are. Nothing's yeah. actually a failure in, unless you say, all right, that's it. I quit. I'm done with that one. Mm-hmm. Then then it becomes.
0: And then, but then does it really, like, I, I even like to question that sometimes. I know you
1: love questioning that one. If you actually quit something because you consciously chose to quit it because it no longer matters to you, it's not actually a failure. It's you wisely choosing that that thing is no longer giving value to you.
0: Right. Or you can call it a failure and just not let it mean anything about you. Oh, right like man
1: that takes it even deeper we're
0: allowed to fail at things and that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with us that doesn't mean that we're bad that doesn't mean that we suck like you're allowed to fail welcome to being a human
1: yeah okay fine that's like, a good one too. let's make
0: failure okay failure is fine you know? let's let's celebrate failure because when when we fail when we don't achieve the goal at least we're at least we're trying right at least we're not failing ahead of time by not even making a goal by not even trying the thing like that's failing ahead of time
1: yeah, I mean, you you have to make sure that you're actually putting the effort forth. Right? Like, and this is sort of my ask, my um, the way I see it coming from classroom teacher is you have to at least put the effort forth. Like, I have students that have failed tests before, and they're like, "Yeah, I didn't study for that." I'm like, "Yeah, I know you got a thirteen on it." Um, <laughs> that that doesn't count either. Like, you can't. You have to put the effort forth. But putting the effort forth and coming up with a poor result, at least you gave it a shot there may still be issues that come up but you did give it an effort you gave it an attempt and you came up a little bit short now that gives you something to grow from or maybe you realize this is not a path that i'm supposed to be on maybe this is not the class for me if you go back to like me in college like maybe this this major is not correct for me I don't enjoy putting the effort forth to study in these classes. This is not my, my journey. So I'm going to take a different path and that's not failure. It's yeah, it's accepting defeat. It's accepting that that was not for me because I'm not gaining anything out of that. Like we've covered this before of if all the steps you need to take to be successful, if none of them are fun, that might not be the path for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So are you going to risk failing while you're trying to achieve a big goal or are you just going to fail ahead of time by not even trying is really what it comes down to. Yeah. So set some goals, right? Like let's make 2022 better than 2021 or different, right? I just talked about I think it's going to be better. It's just going to be better because we're going to continue to evolve and grow.
1: Let's make 2022 more evolved than 2021. <laughs> How's that? All right. There we go. So quick little recap. Why set it on New Year's? Because your brain has less resistance if it thinks that you've turned the date on in your brain like time is broken into chunks so new year's is like a new chapter so your brain will start and have less resistance to it point number two your brain will always have resistance to changing because growing into a new version of yourself means abandoning your previous identity and that seems scary and unknown and slightly terrifying but that's how we actually grow and get better And point number three, goals over resolutions, because goals give you nice concrete things and timelines to work with, whereas resolutions can often seem vague and it seems like you might miss out on it if something goes wrong on day three or week three or month three.
0: Yeah, nothing's gone wrong here. Welcome to being a human. You got this. And if you want some help along the way, we have a program for you that can help. Our Real Life Runners training team will give you all of the tools you need to become a stronger, faster version of yourself to achieve amazing goals for you to feel confident and strong and in control and help you to live your happiest and healthiest life. That is what running can do. That is what we want for you. We want you to be able to not only run faster, run longer, achieve your running goals, but also live a healthier and happier life because that's what all of this is about, right? Why are you a runner in the first place? You want to feel good. You want to feel accomplished. You want to achieve your goals. And the Real Life Runners training team will give you everything that you need to get there. We will give you a customized training plan that is right for you to progress you from where you are right now to where you want to be. It includes live coaching calls every single week so that if you have anything that comes up, you pop in, you talk to a coach, you get your questions answered, and you move on with your life, right? And it also comes with our Real Life Runners Training Academy, which is our video program to help teach you everything you need to know about becoming a stronger runner, one that's able to run without injury, one that is able to go out there and love running and actually make the progress that you're looking for. So the doors for our Real Life Runners training team are just open through the end of the week. So get in there. You can head over to realliferunners.com forward slash team for more information. We hope you have a wonderful end to 2021 and a beautiful beginning to 2022. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 233. Now get out there and run your life.